So I learned something today. What'd you learn? Actually, it wasn't today. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've learned something good, recently. Good story. There is, wow. recently. There is this thing on... Uh, info- Thanks for contributing to the podcast. Yeah, the infographic show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a fun little mm-hmm. factoid thing. And they had 50 things about Russia you didn't know. And it was really funny because you know the whole Ukraine thing, right? Fuck Putin. Fuck Putin. It's mm-hmm. on signs and everything. Well, I, I found out there's another layer to that. It's not just a statement of defiance. In 2014, Putin actually signed a decree outlawing profanity in like plays and movies and TV shows and stuff. And, and basically, what? it wasn't full on outlawing it. It was you can't get a distribution license from the government if you have profanity because apparently he doesn't like profanity. Oh. And he thinks it degrades the culture. <laughs> and it was like, wow. So that, the whole fuck Putin takes on another level of, of in your eye when I heard that. You know, uh, on a side note, Kirsten, if you like infographic show, you should also subscribe to Half is Interesting. That's another really good, uh, their little five, seven minute chunk, uh, but they're really fascinating. And they do a lot of the same kind of graphical uh, representations mm-hmm. of, of nation, national facts and stuff, and, inter- and international facts. I've watched a few of those. I it's true, except for the fact that like a third of it is ads, but it's really well, fascinating yeah. in the first half. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not even a third, but it, you got to remember it's because it's so short. Like thirty, forty seconds of it is them um, promoting either Skillshare, which is they're partnered with, or um, oh shoot, there's another educational system that they. So you're doing a commercial for them right now? No. <laughs> Are you getting paid? <laughs> Magellan? No. 80s Jeff, everyone. Brought Curiosity. To you by Jr. <laughs> Cur- Curiosity Stream, that's the one. Man. So they're, today, they're, actually. They put, they put content Carl's on Jr. So today, while driving home from work, I actually oh. saw on the back of a truck, there's a picture of Putin at like one of the Security Council meetings, and it says, Rotten Hell. I was like, wow. Wow. Texas gracious. plate. Texas plate. Texas. Texas plate. Holy crap. But they are very much about the independence and... Putin's very much against that, so... Yeah, but Republicans, they can't get their nose out of Putin's ass. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, anyway, brought to you by Carl's Jr. So Bridgerton, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bridgerton. Talk about nose in the ass. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 633. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg, brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> And Deb, did you forget your name for a second? No, I thought Bayer was going. I was like, wait a sec, this is where I go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did look at him. That was interesting. Yeah, was do like, we, do oh, we need to sit in order? No, it's fine. I just remember I got to go into it. Okay. <laughs> the fine. best are when we have like one of those mega casts like we did for 600 where everyone's going and then everyone's just kind of looking around saying, when do I go? When do I go? Yeah. Well, just wait till Andy gets back. He's, he's, you know he's going to enjoy fucking that up. Oh, yeah. That's why I always go last, because then I know I'm last. Because you just get the time. and credit. Hopefully it's a long time. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Well, actually, actually, yes. It's exactly. You're right. You guys went there. I was. I went somewhere else with that. Thanks a lot, guys. We know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> really? 
the Geek Shack Book Club. It is a graphic novel month, and we are reading A Letter to Joe, that's J-O, by Joseph Siraki. Uh, we will be discussing that on the Facebook page starting on the 8th. Uh, so... Oh, good. That you know what this has been suggested for about a year now, yeah. and so I'm glad to finally that it uh, it made the vote. It, it it's amazing how that happened, isn't it? Yeah. Like like someone was like, I've been suggesting for a year, and blah blah blah. blah. And, <laughs> I don't think it was like and, that. And, and but... suddenly it made it. It was weird. <laughs> so, are you recording? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said the the number of the episode and everything. What number is it? Six hundred thirty-three. Wow, that's a lot. And it's you even lot. said your name. He did. Kirsten? I Commander believe that's K. your name. Commander <laughs> K. Oh. Your alias. You, you have to forgive Kirsten this week, everybody. Like, He's a, he, uh, he underwent the knife this week. Yeah, the laparoscopic knife. Yes. You know, uh, one of the things I really wish they had told me could possibly happen, when they... Uh, just shrinks? Just... Uh, Lactating? <laughs> Wow. Look there. where you are. <laughs> yeah. Look who you're with. I just I'm just I just love how Matt is so pleased with himself. <laughs> um now when they um when uh, just like in a colonoscopy, they fill the area with a CO2 bubble so they can work in gas and air rather than than in fluid and viscera. Well, or in like compressed tight yeah. spaces, yeah. Uh, and it takes the, I guess the body absorbs the CO2 and it can sometimes take a couple days. And the first day I was out, I spent a couple hours being terrified. I might be having a heart attack because I was having nasty pain in my shoulder that was starting to creep down my left arm. And that's because the gas that when you have a heart attack, that's referred pain. Yeah. It's something from your heart that's affecting the nerves it's not like there's an actual physical thing it's a nerve thing well that gas bubble can do the exact same kind of referred pain and for a while there i was just like oh god this is this is taking an awful turn but i would change position or lie down and i'd feel better so i'm like i'll wait and after a few hours after a day uh it wasn't bothering me anymore and then i looked it up and i was like oh okay I really wish they told me about that. Yeah, that, that'd be good news. Just a little yeah. information. Just a little potential warning. Or, that, you, or, you know, if you live in a civilized country, you could go and get that checked out. But now well, we're here. Yeah, there so is it's that. Like, I'm going to wait until. Uh, I know, until I'm dead. Yeah. What it's cheaper of, that way. What kind of hernia did you have? Inguinal. Ah. For men, there is a ligament that runs above your diaphragm mm. to your balls. And there's two little holes in your diaphragm for that ligament to pass through. And sometimes those holes can get a little torn or stretched. And that's when you can have a hernia, which is the uh, intestines kind of slip through. I've never had that. I have the tear, and it can hurt. In fact, it really didn't bother me. But there were a few other things that I was looking at from my stomach, my insides, that doctors were like, ah, well, we ought to take care of that hernia first. And I was like, yeah, shit. So that's kind of one of the reasons why this was really getting me down, because it's not like my dad. My dad's was so bad before he finally got his hernia, because he went decades never getting it looked at. Yikes. 
Yeah, he could actually. He was the guy on the beach in Saving Private Ryan trying to put everything back. Uh, right? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, he literally yeah, could it's... feel a coil of his intestine slip his into skin. his yeah. ball sack. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. man. man. <laughs> yes. See, now nah, that just brought it home. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. He li- he said he could. Li- that's when it was bad. And then, you know, it's like, and you have to wait for it. And then I can actually feel it sort of like shh, slide back in. That made all the men at the table cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. And also, you know, because uh, I, was, I was his caregiver for a while, I know for a fact that my dad's balls were like halfway down his thigh. So that's a lot of ball sack. Thank you. Thank you. So things to look forward to when you get old. Yeah, yes. you bring such joy to this podcast. I, I'm. It's called <laughs> sharing. I'm sharing the feeling. So, but anyway, so it was never that bad. But I had to. They had to do the mesh thing, and it's probably uh, better for you to get it taken oh, care of now. Oh, sure. And you know what? Um, they need you I'm a, for I'm a, the I'm, mesh. Nobody does that except that one hospital in Toronto. Mm. It's the only place on earth that does yes. non-mesh hernia. That's why dipshit McGuffin, senator from Tennessee, went there went to get there, his yeah. taken care of because he knows. So, so no, that, that is not an option. I would have to be a dipshit senator McGuffin. with money yeah. so that I could go there and get it done. Which... Actually, I would have done if I had money because I'd rather go without the mesh. Because well, you got the dipshit part. <laughs> <laughs> You're halfway there, man. I know. <laughs> You're rubbing off on me. <laughs> Ew, so, that sounds dirty. Yeah. Because yeah, my dad just had his hernia taken care of recently. He had the like you had the navel one, Torgo. Yes. My dad's like that, but a little higher, like like right above what you would consider the. Uh, the stomach is it, area is it the hiatal hernia? I, I, he's got a name and it's it's blanking mm-hmm. out. But they also did the the laparoscopic. So yeah, that's how they do it. It's funny. I saw pictures when I was researching stuff and the old school way. Oh, it's terrible. They cut you <laughs> wide open, stitch it up. <laughs> Just, yep, they split you from. Hip to hip, yep. your goddamn stomach, and it's just like, holy Christ. Why do you think more people had complications and issues? We're not yeah. living in the goddamn dark ages anymore. I know, right? <laughs> so, that's my terrible Welcome, McCoy impression. everyone, to Medical Horror, the <laughs> We're All Falling Apart podcast. There you go. <laughs> the goddamn Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. So, I just, I got three little incisions, and yeah. it was a, there was a robot inside of me, filling me with gas. It's like when I got See, my gallbladder taken out. You need jail. to lead with that. <laughs> yeah. Robots. There's a what? robot inside of me. I'm there, there's certain places in Vegas you pay heavily for that. <laughs> yes. Well, no. Okay. That is not Somewhere. legal in Vegas. You need to go to Perump. True. You know what? Common misconception. Well, I didn't say it was legal, but you do pay heavily either way. Well, yeah. so, wow. Somewhere Paul's ears are perking up and he doesn't even know why. I'm like, robot joke? Where? Where? Oh, man. <laughs> Where am I missing? I'm a robot in jail. Ugh. Oh, God. So, so that- I'm a robot in curse of the stomach. <laughs> Somebody paid real heavily to, 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 to. I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the book club. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and also, all you uh, Kofi members that are part of the Board Gaming Arena, we are meeting this Saturday online at Board Game Arena at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So, uh... Come join us. Have a good time. And if you aren't a part of that and want to be, check out 
ko-fi slash geekshock at our Kofi page and learn about the tiers there. There's all sorts of reasons you should join our Kofi, uh, not the least of which is some stickers that are coming real soon. But I am holding in my hands the Shock Monkey Army Geek Shock podcast patches that have finally shown up, and they look amazing. They, they are do, great. They, do. they actually look really good. It was, it was a while coming, but they're here and soon to go out. So thank you for to everybody for your patience on that. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're looking at them. It's worth the wait. Yeah, the um, the original, um, or I should say the most recent picture that they sent us, Barry, of the what they looked like, doesn't, no doesn't, doesn't, doesn't no not justice. do it justice at all. Because yeah. we were like, eh, it looks all right. You know, might as well. And then we got them today. And Barry and I were looking at them like, wow, these are... They're nice. They're thick. They're, thick. they're sturdy. Uh, the colors are amazing on it. I I can't say enough good things about Very the colorful. job that they did on and this. And everyone who's tier three or above is gonna get one. That's it. So yeah, all you have to hey, I'm looking at you, tier two monkeys and tier one monkeys. Up your game a little bit to up tier your three, tier. and you're up your tier, and you can get one of these. <laughs> and speaking of tier three or higher, I did make the choice of what mini I'm painting next. Oh. It is a Necron from the 40k universe. That's basically the Terminators of of, of 40k. Should yeah. be a Zinch. I need your clothes, <laughs> your boots, and your mother's. Here cycle. we go with this. So we'll hold uh, off on that. For you a know second. what? Let, let's go ahead and get into that. This is a, this oh, is a really? good time yeah. for that. Okay. Why not? Oh, okay. really? Okay. Uh, so, so now, Deb, you are considering getting into forty k, but but you're you're taking the middle of the road route. You're getting into forty k by way of Age of Sigmar, which yes. is the fantasy. Yes. Warhammer. Yes. There's like three or four factions only in the entire game that is crossover for both, and you've chosen one of them. Yes. Which one? Zinch. Zinch. And what is Zinch? So I'm still learning that, but they have... So I was looking at pictures of the figures, and they have the cool... To me, of the four, was it the big like guys that are like, their bodies are falling apart, they are gross looking. That's Todd. Okay. And then... Like Todd? Literally. Then there's the Slanesh, which Paulette's playing, so I can't play those. Yeah, Slanesh. Sex. Right? Sex. Listen. Sex the game. Sex, sex demons. drugs, rock and roll. Right. That's how you right. say it. Right or the Berlin song. But the other one actually looked the corn. Is it the corn? Yeah, they looked good too. Um, classic devils. Classic yeah. devils. Blood for the blood gods. Are you threatening me? for the skull throne. But I was when I was looking at like the smaller, like the the, the smaller armies. You know, I don't know what you call them, but the ones that you kind of fight together as a pod. I liked the, the Zinch yeah. figures better. So see, I was fully expecting you to go corn and be running around the house going blood for the blood god. That's what you want. We're not you know, fooling anyone. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> Zinch. <laughs> and so whenever every time we ever buy anything with skulls on it, you'd be like, skulls for the skull throne. So there's basically four demon factions. Those are those. Zinch is one of them. Uh, the, the god of change, yep. if you will. Yep. And you can use that army in either the fantasy game or the science fiction game. So they're very diversal. That was the original reason I chose Nurgle. And that was my idea to just do a field of Nurgle army. But then I got into their actual 40k pieces and just actually went death guard but so of course yeah. you chose the god of puke yeah of course i chose the god of puke and putrescence yep. absolutely <sighs> it's made it makes for fun painting that's why it's great painting i saw a the wonderful color anim- palette is just bleh. it's just gross and i saw an animation once of nurgle on a battlefield i think it was like a total war thing where he's just pooping all over a goblin it's just disgusting it's you know what 
I want to go back to what you said there uh, with with the the palette of it. I agree. I don't like most of the Death Guard painting choices. And I, that's why I've chosen the mind to be actually a very clean, bright Death Guard. <laughs> it almost goes against type. It's still gross. Don't get me wrong. They're 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 still very Commander K. Their guts are hanging out everywhere, but. But they're not in their ball sack. But well, they're they're well, not like that putrid, I, like yellowish green color. And yeah. Yeah, my balls are like that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of dead skin. I just make it bright. Oh. Like 80s neon cafe type of. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I okay. think that'd be a great idea, though. Yeah. Neon. Neon. Yeah. Neon. I'm not doing going grim, dark, and dirty and dusty like a lot of people do. And I think that's because Death Guard is an army that you can cheat while painting. You can make lots of mistakes and make it look like you did it on purpose. Yeah. You know, so, I, so it's very forgiving. Yeah, I picked I pick the army that you have to be like an expert, you know, like 10 years of painting. To fucking get well, right. you're you're closing yes. in on that uh, time. So, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I know. so did this guy though. He he he's got the same kind of army. Yeah, they, both of us. But this one, he just does not have the patience. So, in an yeah. attempt to make good on all of our armies, I'll just paint with a sponge. We went to the War Room Games uh, auction this week. Auction, yes, yes, yes right. we did. One of the biggest auctions that they've had in a long while and guess who wasn't prepared for the long haul dude okay I didn't know it was gonna be an eight hour slog right <laughs> with no to... break yeah it was like a shift dude come on we came in there we had like two donuts and we're like alright we'll stop and we'll Aww. get some lunch later you know no it's eight hours poor Barry's wow. never <laughs> worked in food service <laughs> there's you a... don't know what working eight straight hours with no break is like yeah it's like a job I don't want um <laughs> fucking pansy <laughs> whatever I, I chose not to do that uh, so we get there and there's lots of stuff but it's all like in boxes and i can't see anything you can't just say okay well i want to i want to bid on that and i want to bid on that maybe a couple things i saw you can see most things but there are eh, some things you can't see eh, there's a lot we didn't see there was a lot. How do you know you weren't there? I know because <laughs> this guy right here, this jerk off, was texting me after we had left to go get food. And he's like, oh, well, the, you know, the more Sorar just came up and a bunch of Siege Army came up. We're like, fuck, we weren't there to bid on it. Exactly. After they left, the things they came to look and buy came up. Of course, to be fair, we didn't know it was coming. Yeah. They, they, were, they were buried. Yeah. 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 And at that point, it had been like five and a half hours. And what's crazy is Adeptus Sororitas, those might come up every now and then. Yeah. Zinch armies never come up, ever. And, and the fact and that one up? the fact that one came uh, up he said it was an entire army yeah, it was a it was a whole army was it painted or no uh it was painted see, i kind of would have yeah see that i may We'd not dip have them got in it paint thinner and strip it, and, uh, it you know what i'm gonna tell you right now those people that are out there considering i know 40k all of you are, are wrapped on this uh, but if you are getting a painted army unless they've absolutely fucked up the paint job where it's just super thick and it's covered up detail just prime over that and start on top of it. There, there's no reason to strip anything. It's a wasted amount of time. Like a toothbrush. Right. Or, <laughs> or well, why don't and just get a painted army. <laughs> and you could just play with it. That's true. You can. But what if it's like a color it's not your, your own? own. It, it feels like it's not your own. You so is the story own. that you did not get this army that you were coveting? Is that the story? No. Yeah, we didn't get it. 
why didn't you have Torgo bid for you and then just well because he texted, but as soon as he we got Barry got the text, it was never mind. It sold. Uh, (laughs) Shit goes quick. It does, yeah. And nerds got money, man. Some of the things that they were bidding on, I was like every so often Torgo for shits and giggles, and I were both like one dollar. No, 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 no. no, no. (laughs) Warhammer nerds have money. Not all nerds have money. Well, these nerds had money. Those nerds had money. And man, did they have money. Because some of the stuff they were bidding on, oh my God, it went for a lot of a yeah. lot of money. But yeah, as that, much as it went for, it's not as much as it was worth. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the entire orc army went for like 500 bucks. I was like, okay, that's a wow. spicy meatball. Yeah. But I'm looking at the units and each one, that's like $65. That's $65. It's about a $1,200. Yeah. Well, and then you're painting it and you're doing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buying yeah. all the paints. There was some other interesting stuff there that I I actually bid on, but at some point I realized I don't really need that. Whoa, in my wait, life. how about the the gem, the diamond in the rough, the, the Millennium the, Falcon? Yes, the aluminium Falcon. The aluminium <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> what the hell is an aluminum Falcon? <laughs> it was one of the originals from Kenner originals. from like the eighties. Yeah, the the Kenner toy. Yeah. The yes. problem was it, I didn't get to see it. And it was just kind of in a box with like paper. So it could be in any condition, right. missing all kind of parts. I asked to see it, and they're like, look, here's the box. I'm like, I don't know. So it was between me and the guy that actually worked there. And eventually I just like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to buy shit sight unseen. I, I've been burned before, and it's not going to happen again, so I let him go. Well, I mean, he started the auction too that way. It was, you know, some of these things, if it's not stuff that we put on the table. Yeah, as is. Yep. Mm. By everywhere. Things yeah, could be missing. And I'd be war. I wouldn't have I bought it no. either because my uh, my original Return of the Jedi uh, Millennium Falcon, which still, like, if you peeled the, the label off on the box, it, it said Revenge of the Jedi underneath. Oh. It was kind of cool. Uh, that it has long since gone. But uh, I remember that thing would shed parts left and right, and yeah. I'd have to, like, hunt and find them and snap them yeah, back well, on. Yeah, because they were small, too. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Th- like, the, the biggest offender was the the stupid cannon on the top it would just literally oh, yeah. pop off and like roll under a sofa or something and then after that it was the landing gear they the would landing gear would never off. would never stick quite right yeah. and the thing always just fell over a yep. little bit what a piece of junk <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. i didn't appreciate that aspect of it when i was younger we I would, would appreciate have now. it now but it is annoying <laughs> so a couple other things i did bid very well on a a gorgeous uh box set of of Dominion, one of the, the the one of the best deck builder games, and it came in a wooden case. It was a full it, collector's the edition. The full yeah. collector's edition Ooh. that would have been nice. It would have been nice. I just it I started going for way too much money. Oh yeah, I was up near like 80, 90 bucks. I'm like, ah, I think it ah. sold for like two hundred, right? No, it didn't. There's, no, 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 no. wasn't it was it like, like one fifty? One fifty, and I bowed out. I'm like, I can't do that. But funnier thing, the guy that was selling it. Oh yes, the oh, super oh, no. nerd. Oh no. Oh, first off. You have to understand, I understand that these are our people, but... This is the... like a subset of our people. <laughs> yeah. These are, like, you turn around, you look, and it's some of the worst specimens. Yeah. Oh, friend. It's... <laughs> did uh, did War Room promote us while uh, we had the... They no. had the cards out by the register. Oh, okay. Like, Same right... cards they had for yeah. Oh, okay. How, how so was... it's not like somebody who was there no, 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 this is, is going to be listening to this. We're safe. No promises, but no. okay. No. no promises. Okay. How, how was the nerd funk level? It was, it, it, they acceptable? Had, they had they the had hot the dog stand. They had the big bay door open. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was fine. <laughs> they were, they were <laughs> cooking hot dogs. To cover the nerd funk. 
I detected no stink. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> All I could smell was bacon. But it these also were, these were clean washed. Was a <laughs> nice weekend this weekend. It didn't get ah. too hot. It was perfect weekend. Yeah, but this one guy, oh man! So he had a big box set of multiple some, of. He had a few box sets of some shit that I don't even know. He had the Arkham Horror card game. Okay. Which is uh. which is where he ran into the, the problems. The and and yeah. all of the add-ons. So they wanted to wow. sell it in one shot, as one wants to. For and, $300. Yeah. And I'm sure it was worth that, but no one wanted to buy it. Because well, so, I don't think many people knew about it. Yeah, And the auctioneer said, okay, well... Uh, is anyone interested in this? No, no, no. Maybe we'll break it up or something like that. And, and then, he took it over. Yeah, he did. The guy came really up. He ripped like, the okay, mic out of the MC's well, hand. <laughs> but then he tried to, to explain it in the super long-winded, let me give you the full life story of from creation to <laughs> publication of this game. Like, that's what he was trying to do. And, and was, yeah. this guy was picturesque. Yeah. Just everything you think of that he was it. And he's the guy that comes up to you in the game store and says, let me tell you about my character. Aha. And then you just want to just die. Just <laughs> the guy Smiling you want to grab by the collar and say, you, you are the one that proliferates all these stereotypes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's already a long day. I mean, yeah. bless Ray. He's trying to get it going as fast as he can. Yeah, and after all that, right. he was trying to go a lot faster, right. too. But, but when something like this would happen, it makes a long day longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. That's a, funny. It, it, you would expect, like, Three or four minutes into his little thing, someone's like, "Oh God, three hundred! Just to shut him up, please!" Someone did I do think, that. I think someone he, did do that. Really? Someone, uh, twenty-five. I have no idea what I'm bidding on, but holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. He was like three rows back. Holy fuck! <laughs> We're right in the. Remember, actually, one of the guys in the row behind us. He was interested, and then he started doing his long winded. He's like, "Dude, I I can't anymore. Never mind. Like, I just I can't." <laughs> so, yeah, the second bid. But he was like, "Yeah, twenty or whatever." Uh, never mind. This is too, too complicated. complicated. <laughs> Four hundred. If you shut up. Todd and I are in the front row, and that Todd and I are in the front row, and we're just fucking dying, just laughing. Oh, we were all guy. in the front, and row. we could see Ray's face just mm, contorting. Like, oh yeah, he he wants to. Keep this guy as a customer because he's a good fucking customer. But God, shut up! <laughs> so after that, I was ready to go. Uh, but yeah, I, I I made out great. Had a great time as usual. Yeah, about, I bought some of your shit. You did. Uh, I got about two hundred dollars in credit, and I bought a bunch of board games, ones that I've wanted. There was a a, a great uh, bundle together that oh, was yeah. uh, Pandemic Legacy Season Two with Eldritch Horror. And uh, Forbidden Desert. Forbidden Desert and Forbidden Island, all in one cooperative bundle. You got that for a steal. Yeah, I got that you for really like did. 70 for the whole bit. So it was great. Yeah. What did you sell me? You uh, the Pathfinder Adventures card game. Yeah, I read the rules on that. It looks all right. It's great. And I, I've played that uh, with Kirsten and uh, and Matt. We did that a few times. Yeah, yeah we did yeah. play that. It's an excellent game. It's also a really good solo game, too, if you got nothing better to do. Yeah. So. And I did buy my first Warhammer Mini. I bought. Uh, yes. I feel kind of bad. Solicitor. I feel kind of bad too because but it's fine. We can get placeholder minis. Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, I got Celestine, the Living Saint, but it's just her. It doesn't come with the two that she comes with normally in the package. She comes now, with normal, two bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. Normally in the package is like fifty-five bucks or something like that. 65, I looked it online. Yeah. Sixty-five. Yeah, whatever. Fifty-five. For the three. Yeah. And I got it for what, like twenty-five bucks or something? That was like forty. No, no, no. no. I had to pay forty. It was like oh. in the twenties. Twenty-five. I think at that point I had started. 
but black then out. I looked on eBay later on and I saw someone was selling her plus the two for like 25 30 ah. bucks and I'm like ah, whatever <laughs> it's fine it's fine I, I just had to get it to, to what it did was it pulled Kickstart, the start creative juice is going yes yeah. it pulled the trigger yes so not only did I buy Celestine the Living Saint I kind of got a a promise to myself to also buy a bunch of paints and a bunch of the shit to, to put it together and the clippers and, and the you're gonna need to uh, get some you know test figures to paint first and some patience just uh-huh. don't just don't get the citadel paints um what's the over under on barry not having <laughs> the patience to do it and eventually paying torgo to just paint his figures for him <laughs> I, I tell you what, Barry, I, I can get into your hands some some test figures. I've, I've got some some extra minis I can just give to you to let you work I, on some paint. I have some test figures. I, okay. Yeah, he just D&D dips figures. them in paint thinner and scrubs them with a toothbrush. No, and he, you do it over again. Slap some nail polish on it and call it a day. <laughs> I like, paint with a sponge. <laughs> when all of our stuff gets unpacked, I'll have to show you guys our adventurer's game. It's terrible. Really but it was the first bad. time I ever painted anything. So, you know what? But you were Fuck so you. excited. I was excited that we got something painted. It took you like ha- an afternoon to paint like seven or eight figures. I, I painted very quickly. I didn't wow. have a lot of time. Yeah, there is literal like blobs for eyeballs. And most of the figures have like two paint colors <laughs> Maybe on them. they had blobby eye- eyes. It takes me at least at the very minimum three hours to paint any miniature I, I could probably knock one out in an hour and make it look semi-okay but I could not imagine doing eight in an after yeah no they're fucking terrible <laughs> but it was my first time so we shut should, up we yes. tried and I'll just repaint them okay there so shut up okay <laughs> I don't see you doing anything and the next auction what? for war <laughs> I don't see you that's right give me that face put that face back in your head I don't see you painting anything I don't see you painting anything either. Oh, oh, shit. We're living here. I can't mess I up his table. I don't see Matt painting anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? And you have your own house, yes. the whole business. The whole business. You He's bought a, a table to paint it on, so... You know what? Put newspaper down on the table. I'm fine. Dude, there no. it is. Put, put newspaper on the table, yeah. and he's fine. He has like brushes and stuff. They're all in storage. Yeah, and, I, I yeah. need all new shit. Hey, you know what? I got some extra brushes I can let you have. It's like a gateway drug. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you know, I need those. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need those. Forget about him. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> well, I just can't wait to see Deb painting her Zinch army. Just yes. don't buy Citadel paints. Just for the love fine. of God. We won't buy Citadel paints. Yeah, thank you. We'll go to Citadel Walmart. paints are fine. Don't get Walmart craft paints. <laughs> Whatever you do, <laughs> idiot. We no. know no basic acrylics. No, D- no. Get like no? Alejo or whatever you, you the want. Called. If, Alejo, you're, if you're doing Alejo. miniature painting, you want something that has a heavy enough pigment count, and most craft paints don't. So if you can do artists like heavy body acrylics, but you have to really water them down pretty heavily, so they're they're kind of an advanced choice. Uh, so, so I that's recommend like the tube acrylics, right? Right. Okay. So I would recommend. It, any major miniature manufacturer is fine. Vallejo, frankly, Citadel is fine. They just use a pot system that can get in the way over time. So and they also don't seal correctly and they dry out. Design that way because Games Workshop is a bad company. I and yet will, you uh, still get them business. I know. I fucking hate it. It's it, like it's like Amazon. I know. And Tesla. <sighs> All right, okay. fine. You guys are my paint gurus. I'll I'll go to you when <laughs> no, I'm no, no. buy. No, no, talk to him. He's the paint guy. <laughs> I'll eventually get there. It's just going to take yeah, a while. Yeah, another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And if you're interested, if this sounds just amazing to you, Fuck the next UK. auction is in August <laughs> at War Room Games, and I'm sure we'll talk about it as we get closer. So, with that out of the way, what geeky thing did you do this week besides that, Deb? Do you want to talk about... Go ahead. Okay. Bridgerton? Bridgerton? I mean, yes, I finished Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> it was very exciting. I like that show. Anyway, I won't bore you guys with that. We can do that separately. Thanks. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we actually got to finally play um, the Dune game that you gave Barry for Christmas. Dune Imperium. Yeah. We played on Friday. And I didn't kill him. So it th- that speaks close. Well. It came close. I didn't flip the table. You threatened it. I threatened it once, but I did not do it. So he's really good at those kinds of games, and he's way better than me. But And then she gets this look on her face like, this is no longer fun. I want to flip the table. Why are we doing this? <laughs> well, because Barry doesn't like to win. He likes to. Murder you and destroy your opponents. Yes. So I learned my lesson when it's from Andrew just Wickham. me on the other side of that. It's not so much fun when Make it's shared it so it's amongst other people. Impossible for you to ever win. So this was a one-on-one game. Yes, yeah, it was me versus her. Okay. Wow. Um, and we were learning the rules. So I mean, so it went. wasn't as horrible because yes, both of us were learning how to play the game this time. So what's really bad is when Barry has played like the online version of a game multiple times and then we go to play the actual board game and he already knows the best strategies to win and I've never seen the board. That's that's what we end up usually doing. So it was actually fun because we were both learning. So how does the game play? So um, it's like... Have you ever played Lords of Waterdeep? I have. Have you ever played DC Deck Builder or Dominion or any kind of deck builder game? Yes, I have. Mash the two of them together, put a little sprinkle of Catan in there and you it's got... It's like that. And you got okay, that. so it's a worker placement deck game. Deck builder game. You yes. place workers... To get car to to get Spice. stuff to buy cards Spice. to put in your deck. Yes. Okay, I get it. But it because there's that other element, it doesn't go as fast as like DC Deck Builder because you have to do, you know, the um, the cards allow you to say, okay, I can ne- because of this card, I can place my little worker or agent or whatever on places. these specific spots. Right. You know, and either then somewhere on Dune or somewhere in the Landsrad or whatever. Right. And then there's the four factions and you want to try to earn points with the four factions. And then um, you are earning um, victory points. It's about the cones. It's about the cones? About the cones. What's, what's that? Those really? No, no one? Parks <laughs> yeah. and Rec? No. no one? No. You guys are losers. Well, this is an ice cream thing. Parks through. and Rec? I Just, thought they played Dune. But no. <laughs> Google I th- it. I thought Parks and Rec had a Star Wars thing in it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. here you I'm thinking like Conehead. All, that name is Conehead. You I don't all hear disappoint me so any much. Women in that list of names. You will not for the Garthak. <laughs> but anyway, but one of the one of the things that like I couldn't get out of my brain is in Lords of Waterdeep. You can at the end when you're counting up all your points, right? Your money. And anything else that you kind of have can add up to additional points. So I had it in my brain that like water resources or some of the other resources Spice you're getting, money. if you have them left, it could help you, but it doesn't. Ah. It literally is straight victory points. So you have to earn victory points while the game is going. And it's either whoever gets to the end initiates last turn or we go through all of the event cards because there's also event cards kind of like DC deck. So it's limited the in the time. Card. So the game doesn't go forever. It only goes for like 10 rounds. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I I was, I started off strong and then he started, he got the money route and started getting better with just getting victory points where I was still trying to build resources to get better things. But I think with a multiplayer game, like if there was more than two of us, I probably would be 
an okay strategy because the game wouldn't move so fast. Yeah, there's so many little uh, arenas to, to kind of fight in. There's the getting better cards, and then there's the arena where you can place more stuff and getting more resources. Well, and, and getting, getting in with factions. But then there's the whole battle that happens at the end of every round. So there's a lot going on. There is. The first game, you're going to be confused. You're not going to get it. Your second game, I imagine you'll be better prepared. And Well, the, the first game's always practice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And... This is one of those games where, and this is the one thing I'm not too crazy about. One time I played Civilization, the board game. Mm -hmm. And by play it, I mean... We didn't even finish it. We didn't even finish it. I think you were there. Um, Yeah, this was like 12, 13 It was when we were living at Cook Bluff. Yeah. You have to kind of plan out how you're going to win way in advance. You know, that would help in this game. That's the one thing I'm not too crazy about. I like the kind of games where you can just jump in and say, okay, this is the... This is the way the tide's going. This is how I'll probably try it. Like, win. that's one of the things With we Lords like. Yeah, that's why we enjoy that game because it's that and like Ticket to Ride are games that I can play with Barry because they're equal parts. Um, Until someone takes your route and then it's the death stare. Oh, whatever. Equal parts strategy and equal <laughs> parts you, luck. You're flipping the table. <laughs> I don't always flip the table. I just get pissy. You don't actually flip the table, which is why I want. Or she'll sit a on table. the box and crush it. <laughs> well, no, that's that's Christmas. I fell that's on the box. I fell. Quick impression. Oh, I win! I win! Oh shit! <laughs> Broke the box. It was fun. It was, it was fun. a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, not a, that's not an impression I will ever attempt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dune Imperium, good game, and we have yet to play your Dune game, Matt. Yeah, I got the. I forget what I got. Dune. Dune something. Dune something or other. <laughs> The original Dune? Maybe? No, no, no. No, no, no. You no. got a different one. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Original Dune. I have the original Dune game of 1984. I've just never played it. So I look forward to playing that with you, too. We're going to have to play yeah. that. Right, I have that. A, a Dune board night. All, all Dune all the time. Although that old Dune game can last for like five hours. You mean like Monopoly? No, because it's actually fun. Okay. And so we play it all old... around like October in the fall so we can have pumpkin spice lattes. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's... Spice. So it's an old dude game night playing the old Dune game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got it. Funny. I'm not a dude. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude is kind of unisex these days. Yeah, it is. I use it all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> dude. Or hey, you guys. Hey, you hey, guys. Hey, you guys. And then the other thing we did this weekend was play D&D. Mm-hmm. With our Houston crew. Rock and roll. And this is the game where I am the DM. Yes. So this was like our, our second, this was like really our first full game using Roll20. Because the last time we played a couple weeks ago um, was the first time any of us had logged into Roll20. So it was more about learning Roll20 than getting to actually play. So this was the first game where we got to actually play. So it went a lot smoother. It did. But I want I actually want to put a question out there to the monkeys because especially those who have used and um, play with Roll20. So I went ahead and sucked it up and bought the annual thing so that we could do dynamic lighting. Two of our players use Apple. Okay. They're Mac users. You want it to be different. And now you are. The second I put them on the game board that had dynamic lighting enabled, they saw nothing. It like broke on them. Good. So one of my friends, she downloaded, she went ahead and downloaded like Google Chrome onto, and it, it made it work. Which but her done anyway. But her boyfriend, he did that and it wouldn't work. So I'm curious to know if anybody out there is playing and using Roll20 who's played with dynamic lighting on a Mac and been successful with it not crashing and or causing problems. Wow. I think it was them. 
handy. I mean, it's, par- it's possible, but it was making it difficult to like use a oh, lot of no. the. He got a Surface. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna Microsoft. say I I have a few coworkers that use Macs, and one of the common things that keeps coming up is that if it's a universal software that's supposed to be cross-platform, it always works worse on the Mac because it's not specifically designed for Mac. And Safari's hot garbage. Well, that too. But, uh, I mean, I don't know that there's a solution to that problem, but I'll try to look into it as well. well there don't is. buy a Mac. Don't buy a Mac. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... <laughs> Are that's you a that's assuming they no. hadn't bought one already. already. No. Yeah. All right. I mean, I can I can turn it off. I can use Fog of War. It's not a big deal. Not but as good. It's not as good. Dynamic lighting is more realistic, especially. Uh, the dynamic lighting in uh, Astral Tabletop was fun. Yeah, it was. I hate it in uh, Roll Twenty. Why? God, I hate it. Why? Because depending on the map you're using, it's like every little like if you walk by a wall with arrow slits. You've just got this sea of black with these little streaks of color, and they rotate and turn with every move you make. And yeah, and and it, the whole thing is just annoying as shit. Well, then you don't have the arrow slits. If if you're a player, you don't exactly have control over that. Well, then, then don't don't As the DM don't design shitty I, maps with there is also slits. a feature that you can turn on that if they have discovered it it stays lit it stays discovered that, that's the feature that really that i could go with but uh the dms i played with they don't use that feature so it's like every time you move everything shifts and turns and it's just like oh this is annoying no, revealed fuck. fog of war is the way to go i don't know what it's called in uh Roll 20, they have but that's fog of war. They have fog. I know of it's war. like revealed fog of war. Yeah, and that's for dynamic what, that's what lighting. We're about. Yeah, but the dynamic lighting. Well, I that's really that's what I originally had toggle. I was testing out stuff with maps before everybody else got on with Barry because I can see his screen, so that way I could see what it really looked like for him, which is super helpful. And I had that toggled first, and then I like couldn't figure out how to get it to go away because now like half the cave system was visible. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get it to go back to normal. Uh, you so, found a magic map. <laughs> so aside from the technological issues with it, I think it went rather well. Yeah. I agree. So you are becoming a good DM. You just need a lot more time at the table, and it's hard yes. to get. And in, well, and it's it. I do find it hard to really practice some of the skills that, like you know, like good DMs like you and Greg have when you're not face to face, like in like real life at a table. You need to learn to deal with problem players. What are you looking at me for? Just saying. You need to learn to deal with problem players. <laughs> As I stare <laughs> a hole through Torgo. I, what you're I thought the about. only problem players are people that used to be DMs as well. And I am a goddamn DMs. delight. Actually, not yet. Um, with Greg and Barry, I would say out of any of the games we've played in the last 10 years, uh, they have been the best players because they keep everything moving. Mm, okay. And so, we don't fuck around with like little piddly rules for everything because if, if something's weird... Whatever the DM character says creation. is good, yeah. and we'll just character play. Character creation. Yeah, character we'll, creation. Don't fuck around with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what? It is fine doing as a group if See? you're going to play a long-term campaign. But if you're going to play a one-shot, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I noticed the list. Barry. Greg. <laughs> yeah, not you. Not you. I, I, I heard, you are good too. I heard the. But you haven't. I've never played a campaign with you. We've only done yeah, one. I hate campaigns. I don't have the attention for it. 
See, I like I, the campaigns. I, 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 I like the story. I, I like being able to I, look at notes from three I years get, ago and be I like, get, oh my God, we did this. And I get bored you remember with that? systems. I'm already, I'm already like 5e. I'm exhausted. But I feel bad because all of these bozos, Todd, they've okay. spent millions buying books, 5e books. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I guess it's got to be 5e. Hey, I, I like playing different systems too, and I've played a lot of systems in my life. But I don't want to have to learn a new system every time we get together to roll some dice. Well, oh, you're gonna I, I, love I, Warhammer 40k. I realize wow, that as what, I a self -own. <laughs> what a self-owned. What a self-owned. Actually, uh, I mean, she should get that live running experience here i i, I still want to i still want to play as a player with you yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna you've been my dice. dm yeah. and and i've dm'd for you once and and once and only once yeah well it was that was it it was awful because i suck but um <laughs> but he said never again so self-deprecating so well, you know, after a hernia operation, you can't help but be self-defecating. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stool softeners for the win. Am I right, Todd? Body horror, everybody. <laughs> um, but we'll, yeah. we'll roll some dice. We yes. you know, got a little Cronenbergy you know. in here. So, the, the, there's some neat, simplified OSR games that are kind of cool. OSR? Uh, old school renaissance that's just people who hack the older rules and a lot make of them thaco makes sense uh, uh n n well some of them actually stick with thaco and there's no making it make sense in yeah. fact that's one of my major criticisms it's like why are you bothering it, your whole goal is to simplify things and then you stick with thaco it's like convert to ascending armor class dummies so the first i mean the first time i ever played D D was so basic and simple because our friend Donnie was running it and it was literally we were just talking we didn't even have a board nothing yeah, yeah we were yeah, just yeah, talking yeah. and it was mind. like I want to do this and he would roll a die and say okay you did it or no yeah. you didn't and it was there, there there was so many different ways I mean there were periods I heard where where uh actually Gary quite frequently rolled your die it in, in the old school rules it's actually there the DM rolls, rolls for you rolls your scores your, your ability scores? Yes. Your strength, intelligence? Wow. Yeah, yeah. They, the DM, zoom, 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 in order, gives you the paper. Oh, yeah. 3D6, no modifier. Yeah. That's cool. Well, there are some... I love that. And there are some, there are some, fun, there are some fun hacks. There are people who do things like player-facing rolls, which is really cool. What does that mean? The DM never rolls. My monster attacks your character. You roll defensively to see if you get hit or not. You attack my monster, you roll offensively to see. Huh. And it's like the DM is like, I don't like that. Roll up, see, yeah, look at him. <laughs> Jesus. Like well, we, we talked about- your goal is out to kill everyone. Every yeah. No, it's absolutely not. He hates change. <laughs> look at that gray in his beard. No, 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 no. I just don't like the uh, the DM having no agency on his own game to be what? able to you say have total agency You're to just... be able to move fate oh, as I necessary oh, for to, the story, to fate. Okay. not to kill people. It's too easy to kill your players. Yeah, actually, yeah. I've learned that too. Well, yeah. Rocks yeah. fall, everyone yeah. dies. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Well, so the well, very first test game that I ran as a DM, 
like I yeah, I played the I played the evil guy wrong and I almost killed all of them. And Barry's like, see, now you've learned a lesson. Temper your characters. And I'm like, but the book said he has eighty hit points. And what? It's not I, my fault they're only level three. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Barry is the soft one in this conversation. This the is really one. It's just like reasonable. it'd be great. That would have been a great moment. My first game is DM. Yeah. I killed them all. De- Deb plays the Dark Souls yeah, RPG. Deb does <laughs> DM damage. We wanted for there to be a second game. Well, you just roll up new characters. Right, you That's get right. together Character in a big creation. room. And, yeah. Six hours. Oh, he, yeah. would, he would love Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's a system oh, yeah. that you have uh, the character funnel. You literally roll up like a half dozen zero-level characters, and you have no class... No, you're just villagers. How do you roll them if they um, have uh, nothing? Uh, you just three uh, d six in order, and then you roll a d eight for your hit points, and then you you each of you take your four to six characters into this murder dungeon, and the characters you emerge from that first session scenario. Are your surviving characters that will get their class and start moving up? This wow, cube, <laughs> it's like saw. Let's call let's call it what it is. Targos fantasy. I love yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they, they, a lot of people are like love the character funnel system. Like, oh, and then you get all that stupid shit. You really develop an attachment to your character because it survived. You got to be careful. You don't go mazes and monsters with oh, that shit. Oh, Jesus. It's just like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. You know, every time somebody has, you can't build up a relationship with your character if it uh, dies and you end up joining the Great Hall. It's no good. Oh, Jesus. It's like, guys, it's we're playing elf games. You're not, you know, there's at no point is Will Smith going to come into your room and slap you. <laughs> you don't know it's, that for it, sure. Yeah, it's it's not It's not guaranteed. Probably won't. It's won. not Probably an Oscar won. movie, but um this so much role playing theory is just people talking shit. It's amazing. I don't mind now getting back to something else that we mentioned. I don't mind if um we play different systems, you know, every month or so. I mean, as long as we have some time to absorb the new system and it's not too complicated sure. and we don't no. have to know everything about it. I would, I, there, I wouldn't mind that. There are, there are, I mean, uh, just, um, Todd just gave me the fantasy age, which is something I've looked at. Um, What's the system? Is it 20s, 10s, uh, 6ers? God, it's, uh, I can't remember. I think it's, I can't remember. Because I, I um, used to but, play some White Wolf, you know, the the vampire yeah, and the ghost sure. and all that. There are dice pool systems. Dice pool, D10s, all D10s. Feng Shui is an incredibly fun game. What that, about Blue Planet? Blue Planet, it was, okay, bef- Blue Planet was a game put out in the, I think, early 90s. Um, it's all about you go to another planet and it's uh, there's a bunch of corporations and you go and you do shit. But the point is... Uh, it's it was all percentiles, like you have percentage chance of doing this, mm, and yeah. it goes up and down by your stats. And it was actually very easy to pick up and play. Fantasy Flight bought them and changed the system entirely. Made it complicated. Complicated it, and then it died. Well, one of the reasons I like the OSR is there is a there's a big pick up and play 
uh, style to it. Uh, everybody's working towards simplify, 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 and and make it, and and then they do interesting things in character creation. Like instead of choosing to be an elf, you like literally have like four tables that you roll randomly on, and one table it's like, oh, you're a farmer, so you get plus one to your constitution because you farmed a lot and. Oh, uh, you actually did a lot of trade, taking goods to market. So you have plus one to wisdom, and and it, they do things like that instead of like race, you know, bonuses and stuff. And hmm. people play with different types of stuff, and 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 some of them go really simple. Five torches deep, I believe, is an uber simplified. It it doesn't go much beyond you roll. 3d6 and then you get started so it's not like roll master oh god chart master <laughs> chart master i i have charts for everything i dude i loved i loved that game playing it because what that one of the things it shared with fourth edition was like the multitude of character classes yeah so but, that dude okay you hit him where'd you hit roll a roll a die on this chart oh, yeah. you hit his arm how did it feel? Roll a die. Yeah. What color is the wound? Roll oh, a yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, uh, let's see. Oh, How you sensitive got, is you, your gluten you allergy? Roll a die. 140. <laughs> that's 50 hit points K crush critical. Jesus Christ. And it's just like, it's ooh, ridiculous. man. Sounds like my environmental risk class in college. Oh, actually, <laughs> it, it was those types of guys who made those of games. Of course it is. The, the, every weapon has its own damage matrix where you compare <laughs> defense so versus attack you cross-reference for hit points and then it's a death by crit system and you have a b c d e f g h i j k I'm, i think there were j criticals i'm not sure but and the criticals were their own you had bludgeoning but you also had fire electric it was insane and those guys were all like you know engineering dudes who were making those kinds of matrices so you could get the war maddock which is like the most badass two-handed weapon or you had the short sword or a dart i mean they had charts for everything everything it was stupid Rollmaster. it was yeah. it was it was stupid but i one of the things I like to do is create character concepts through multi-classing. I love that in D&D. So that, do one I. of my things in advanced D, uh, AD&D, used to love fighter, mage, cleric, ranger, dis. Well, that's why friend, I have good friends that love Pathfinder still because yes. the multi-classing is so and prestige classes. But with Rollmaster, like 4th edition, you really don't have to multi-class because they eventually put out a class for damn near every kind of concept you can Think come of. up with it was you know it, it uh, uh, i mean you know they they had three players handbooks that had different classes and stuff and so that was stuff that i i like about that but yeah the, the charts boy did that get fucking crazy stupid Woo! <laughs> but it was fun and I just, before we, you know, you go to other people because, you know, there's more people <laughs> at this table. Do we even have oh, time? Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys talk wow. about role playing, I just man. want to put a question out there. So We'll save time with mine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. So I like the mouse guard comics. And we were at a shop recently yeah. and I saw they have a mouse guard RPG. Yeah. And I was just curious if anybody's played it. 
Okay. Never played it. Never heard of it. Uh, guys, if you could chime in on the lair, it'd be cool to hear yeah. about. I have heard from people who have bought it that it's actually meant to be playable by kids. I don't think it's meant to be kids only, so it's sort of like something you could parents, do with families and stuff. Parents are the game master or something, but I think it's pretty absorbable by kids. But I that's good to know. Yeah, because I have a lot of younger nephews that are like the oldest. He's he's going to be eleven this year, so he's getting to that age, and he's definitely a bookworm. Oh. He loves like this. I stuff. already got him the essentials. Yes, kit. but he has two younger brothers that don't know anything about that stuff. Get him fart quest. There you go. <laughs> that, that is not a made-up shit. That is an actual thing that's out there called Fart Quest, and it's meant to it. introduce kids to RPGs. Yeah. Oh There's also uh, Monty Cook Games put out No Thank You Evil. <laughs> what name? Yes, and it it's a it's an RPG game specifically for for uh, introducing kids to RPGs. Okay. Fantastic. So they got to be older before they learn how to be murder hobos. That's right. Okay. Oh, okay. we. Can has anybody trademarked that? Should we murder trademark hobos? murder hobo and make our own RPG? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make Barry happy with, with a very basic system. We just place and play. Um, we can make Deb happy and make character creation. You just roll a twenty sider and it tells you what scores you have, who you are, and what you do. Yeah. You know who your friends are, who your enemy. You know, and uh, and yeah, murder hobos. This, the Geek Shock RPG. Todd will play a bard. Todd <laughs> right, he will. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? Nothing. All right. Liar. <laughs> Liar. I call bullshit on that, man. We got to start texting Paulette. Yeah. The, you know, an hour Just come before. on. Come on. Time is ticking. Needs what'd you do? Notes. What'd you do? Uh, Jeff, what'd you do this week? I need you to keep it to only RPG stuff. <laughs> uh, well, wow. <laughs> He never uh, wins at those games. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. I haven't played in so long. Uh, well, he refuses to play those type of stuff. Doesn't I don't refuse. I just... Well, RPGs, it's social. God forbid. Yeah, doesn't want to do I don't have time. <laughs> yes, you do. And you, you all work off. on a completely different schedule than I do, so... Yeah, the days that we all get together to play those, he's working. Yeah, and then the hours that you guys get together are not hours that I'm available. Well... So, anyway. Uh, no, uh... As far as geeky things I did this week, um, uh, keeping up with uh, Star Trek Picard, watched the second episode of Moon Knight. Oh, which, okay, don't, don't list what you did. T- tell me about what you did. Well, that's uh, part of why I'm getting to Moon Knight is that I, I made the choice not to research too much on the character because I didn't know anything really about the character other than the fact that it exists. Um, I have to say... Only two episodes in. I am really loving the visual style. Uh, I am loving the performance that Oscar Isaac is putting out. Uh, the guy's like freaking killing it. I mean, he's amazing. Well, in that first um, episode, the filming style. Yes, I really enjoyed. Yeah, the, like it's, the visual style is is incredible, um, and and the camera usage is is incredible, uh, or camera direction. Um, so yeah, um, definitely. I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. So. It's it's a, a point of obsession just because I'm like I don't know I don't know anything about the character uh, I didn't plan to learn anything about it until after this series because I didn't want you know comic history to influence my view on this series so yeah definitely enjoying that I will say the thing that I was most pleased with that I did this week was 
on Paramount Plus this week on Star Trek First Contact Day, they released the director's edition 4K version of Star Trek The Motion Picture. They got a lot of the original crew that worked on the uh, 2001 version, took all of that material, upgraded it to 4K, including the, uh, the CG stuff that was overseen by Robert Wise, the original director. It's a much tighter version of the film because I know that's a chief complaint a lot of people have with that is that it just drags meanders yeah and I noticed that when I saw the 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 original DVD release of that is that Bob Wise uh, trimmed up some of the uh, the dialogue trimmed up some of the the scenes to what he really wanted because he was under the gun when he uh, the, the filming schedule was almost undoable that they had because they wanted to get that out. They set the date for the release of the film before they really started shooting. So, Oh, who does uh, that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> does it still uh, take five days to go across the V'ger ship? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's there, there are areas where it's still a, a bit of a slog, but uh, the improved visuals are quite impressive. Even the the CG stuff that they did for the, the, the 2001 version is crisper and cleaner in this uh, with the new CG version. Uh, I My understanding is they had a lot of those original assets and then uh, redid them in 4K. And they painstakingly worked with the original that Bob, because Bob Wise has passed uh, since he did the uh, the director's edition in, in 01. But they painstakingly recreated his final edit of that film and it's a really damned impressive job. Um, I, I, I don't have a 4K TV at home right now, so I got to watch it in the 1080p, but even in 1080p, it was freaking amazing. So I can't wait to see it in, in the 4K version, but uh, that was my first contact day uh, viewing, and like I, I said, it. It, I really, really, really loved it. So um, if you get a chance, if you're not too put off by the fact that... Uh, you know, I, a lot of people don't like that film. Um, I still enjoy it. I mean, it's it's the reintroduction of the crew after nearly ten years of being apart, and uh, it's it was it was supposed to be a love letter to the fans, and there are elements of that film that definitely are. But anyway, it's on Paramount Plus uh, exclusively for now, and then I believe later this year it's going to be on 4K Blu-ray. All right, nice. so that's me. I played some Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Did what, but? <laughs> that is uh, the new fantasy Borderlands game. Oh, okay. Uh, released on all platforms, I believe. Uh, if you played the downloadable content for Borderlands, I believe it was Borderlands 2 or was it the, uh, the pre-sequel? The, pre- the prequel. The, the pre- yeah. I, I think they called it the pre-sequel. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, you're right. But there was a, a downloadable thing where Tiny Tina, one of the characters from Borderlands 2, and then on, was running a game of Dungeons and Dragons. They're called uh, Bunkers and Badasses. And you were playing Borderlands within her game, and it had a lot of RPG tabletop tropes to it. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of in-jokey stuff, and it was a a new paint job on an old idea. And they decided to make a whole game of it, basically. And they released it last week, I believe, uh, and being a Borderlands fan, I could not say no, and especially loved that DLC. And that's what it comes down to. Did you pl- do you like Borderlands? 
yeah, if you don't like Borderlands, it's not going to win you over. Did you play the DLC? Did you think it was good? Did you want more? It's more. Uh, they don't do a whole lot. It's really a reskinning of Borderlands 3 when it comes down to it. Uh, is it DLC for Borderlands 3? Or is no, it, it is not. Standalone? It's a standalone game, and okay. it will be releasing its own DLC in the future. It oh is boy. It is the next Borderlands game. Triple A uh, price? Uh, yes. The uh, last one, we had to play on the separate systems, didn't we? Yeah. Because before, Borderlands was one that we could couch co-op. Um, but the latest one that they put out, it's we had to... It's way better separate systems. It yeah. is. Because, I mean, that game visually is really pretty to look at. And if you're split-screening a TV, it makes it harder. But... Yeah. Um, that was one that we had to play. On Todd, I think you're under, I think you're underselling it. You love Borderlands. I do. I remember I, I, like how obsessed you were when the game came out. I do. Uh, I did not like three as much as the others. Right. Though. You know that I felt the same. And I, uh, but honestly, I put that one down to I didn't care for the characters. Yeah. If, if I could have gone back and played some of the other characters that the earlier Borderlands mm-hmm. game like and, the first and, game and, and imported those in, uh, I think I would like three a lot better. Uh, but I just think I just didn't gel with any of the characters. I didn't like the specials that you had to do with those characters. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't, didn't gel. Uh, this one has a really interesting character creation. It has uh, stats that improve as well, strength and dexterity and all that stuff. Oh, it is a Borderlands tabletop RPG, but it's still action loot shooter that Borderlands is. Is it young Tiny Tina or like grown up Tiny Tina from Borderlands Three? Uh, yeah, it's more of the younger. Okay, yeah, it's younger. It's that Tiny Tina's from Borderlands Two, and they hired a massive cast for this. Uh, Will Will Arnett's the bad guy. Wanda Sykes is one of your co-players. Wow. Uh, what, what, uh, what's the guy that was on Saturday Night Live? Was in uh, the. Chevy Chase. Dan Aykroyd. Uh, newer, newer Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy. And that cop show that Jeff likes. Oh, Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg. He's also a voice in it. So they, they got a full-on cast for yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Joe Piscopo. Yes. yes. Now we're going to go through the SCTV people. Yeah, Ricky Rocket. Absolutely. That's a- <laughs> Tina Fey. Ricky Rocket. Like Rocket. Poison? Yes. Yeah, poison. yeah okay. Rizzy Rock. No. <laughs> no. Not that one. <laughs> what? So that's what it comes down to. Do you like Borderlands? Do you want more Borderlands? Tiny Tina Wonderland. It's all RPG jokes. It has it added an overworld thing that you wander on top. I don't know mm. if that was necessary. It's it's got a lot of neat miniature jokes with that because the Overland thing has like dropped pop- popcorn and Cheetos and stuff on it. Oh, that's so that's kind of cool. Charlie Rockets, who you were Charlie thinking Rockets, of. who I'm thinking yeah. of. And so the, uh, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. And <laughs> it took it took me a second. I was like. That's not Ricky. It's what I was saying. That, that yeah. had everything yeah. to do with what I was saying. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's good. Horatio Sanchez. It's you know it's funny. Critical Role will cross promote with some of these releases by drawing up uh, their own paper RPG character types and rules, and then and then playing one or two sessions. And they recently put up a Tiny Tina's Adventures uh, one-off. Oh, wow. Uh, that was tabletop. They also actually did a Elden Ring recently and a Skyrim thing a while ago. It's really funny because they sit there and they create, the, they create new classes and races and for characters and stuff and then just do the one-off. How long are those episodes? The, 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 play, the live plays... They'll tend to be three or four hours, and they'll wow. do one or two 
just one or two for a one-off. So it's very interesting. Okay. And, we, and I, usually they guest. They have someone guest oh, as a okay. DM, as a game master. Do you ever play Fable 3? Yes. No. Oh, well, you're, first off, you're missing out. Yeah. Remember the, the one quest where you go into the wizard's uh, building and, and there's like this map on the table all this role-playing stuff on it and you get like sucked into it and you got to play that i love when video games do that yeah i love that that's so fun and of course it has the borderlands humor that you expect it to have uh, right now i'm on a quest where all these gnomes that if they turn blue they are rabid and basically the uh, 30 days not 30 days a night the 28 days 20 days later kind of zombies and they're smurfs they're they're actual oh, smurfs. They're smurfs and That's so awesome. so the smurfs are, are zombies basically I love the smurfs <laughs> Q Q Andy talking about the black smurfs Oh yes absolutely The that, what Don't don't even don't. <laughs> Why did you say oh don't my, oh my. Just let it be Let's just talk about Azrael and Gar- and Gargamel it's fine <laughs> Yeah okay I'm sure I'll hear about that Gar- on the Discord Gargamel's yeah. in it or a version thereof yeah. enough to be copyright safe so yeah. it's Borderlands. If you like it, you'll love it. Okay, what'd you do this week? Uh, I got my insides poked around in by a robot. That's yeah. kind of geeky. That's sexy. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's geeky. Yeah. People are going to pay big money for that in the future. I, 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 I'm disappointed because I don't get my footage. I want to see. I want to see my endoscopy. I want to see my stomach. Your insides. I want, I want to see that camera going up my butt. That should be some DLC right there. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Interspace. Download. <laughs> the real life. It's my download. <laughs> Exclusive <laughs> to Kofi, level five. <laughs> I, uh, New Kirsten, tier, level how, six. How would you put like pay to win loot boxes in there or something like that? Like, uh, <laughs> that, that, that that's the polyp removal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, you, okay. you, get a, you get a little uh, Deb avatar that's running around just bashing polyps. Okay. <laughs> And, and, on, and on tier six, you get to keep the polyps. Yeah. Ah, okay. They have little prizes and stuff. Sometimes they have gold. Barry avatar running around. Don't smash every polyp. <laughs> We're we never going to get to the small intestine at this rate. We need to test those. Um, I uh, started Picard. It's really funny, too. I can hardly wait till we do a spoiler talk because I've got things to say. But the first episode, Uh-oh. I was like, really? Season two or season one? Season, uh, season this one. Season two. two. Okay. And I was just like, really, what, really? And then, then it got. And then they were like, they must have sensed something backtrack in the force because they were like, oh, you know what? We'll make this story appeal to Jeff and Kirsten at the same time. <laughs> and 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 so they did that. So I'm actually into it and enjoying it. Um, and. Uh, I watched the first episode of Moon Knight. I agree with uh, with Jeff and and uh, Deb at all. I think it's nicely shot. Uh, I hate Oscar Isaac because he's so he's really good. Yeah, and he's just living living the life. I wish I had. <sighs> but. Um, <laughs> You but mean the, the bipolar uh, doesn't know what's going on? Or you I think it means Oscar Isaac. I mean Oscar Isaac. Okay. The actual actor, not the character. Okay. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had a shit job in the museum and no one liked me. I wish I could lose time. I, I watched Hannibal and I envy Mads Mikkelsen so much. Sure. <laughs> I wish I was doing that. You wish you were eating people? 
Yes, Jeff. <laughs> um, you have nothing so, to eat in your fridge? I mean, you don't have to eat people. We yeah. can give you a burger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and god dang it, I... Motherfucker. Did, did, did we derail you somehow? No, it's just like... Uh, you know, you've had a real no, I, I don't. I don't want to make an aphasia joke, but it it's seriously. I like do stuff, and then I totally forget, and I'll remember later. And it's like, oh God, I watched that whole movie. I have to take notes, you know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like that's why I brought in notes last week because I was just not remembering shit. It's not aphasia; your brain's full. Yeah. I take yeah. I take notes on my phone during the week. Just I, for the I show. I need to do that because a yeah. lot of it, I'm just like, uh, I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm just like, click, click, Matt, click, are you listening to this conversation? Boom. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you, Chris. I will literally, while I'm watching something yeah. or while I'm playing a game or something, I will pause it and go on to the notes function on my phone and yeah. quickly, I have a an actual note just for the podcast and I take wow. quick notes I about the things that I do. Fucking then you school. go on to do something else because you yeah, forgot he was been, doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, you, you know what I, oh my God. Uh, I really hate it when I'm like 20, 30 minutes into it and I'm like, I've, I've seen this, haven't I? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's I'm, happened to me. Yeah, I, I think I've seen this. It's worse when it happens in a book. Yeah. Oh my Christ! Um, but <clears throat> uh, I did that once. I bought a book that I thought looked good on the shelf, and two chapters in, I'm like, "I swear familiar. I've read this before." And then I'll go looking on my bookshelf, and like buried in, in the bottom in the corner is that book, and I'm like, "Of course yeah. I know why I was drawn to this book because I've read this before." Right. And I have a terrible memory. I do the same thing, but I just that's why if I'm doing geeky fix things during the week, I just make sure and do crazy shit that I will not forget. Yeah, I think part of it is sometimes it's just banal. I'm watching a TV episode. I'm watching a movie. Yep. And so... Hey, if it doesn't strike, there's no reason to bring it to the yeah. show. Because I, I, I went on I went on the Netflix and I queued up some fucking thing. But You should try um, Bridgerton. Oh, <laughs> dude, no. Jesus. I Lord. think the cure is you just need to do some batshit things during yeah. the week. Well, I, like, what'd I, you do? I do this. I bought a pirate wheel. Yeah. That's well, life, dude. There is, you know, there is that. I just, so. I, I did something batshit, but it involved surgery. I woke up so. in Tijuana. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's not a good story. That's, 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 not, that's not a good uh, surgery it, story. It played, yeah. it's, it's a story. <laughs> I played Dungeons and Dragons with MS 13. Yeah, oh, really. Screen some. <laughs> Yeah, they had to win. Growing up and waking up <laughs> after surgery in Tijuana, would be like, "Where are my balls? <laughs> yeah, where's my liver?" So, but um, I am reading, so I am doing a lot of Kindle reading, and I'm there is a fantasy magazine called Cursova, C I R S O V A, and they put out kind of like um, short story stuff, Sword and Planet, science fantasy. Sword and sorcery stuff like that. So, like full length or no? Uh, like short, novellas, stories. short short stories. Okay. Novellas maybe, but usually short. What's the stories. one underneath novella? Novelette. Novelette. <clears throat> What's the difference? The word count. Yeah, yeah. Forty thousand, twenty thousand, and I think fifteen thousand is like the breakdowns for short novelette, uh, novella, 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 and then novel. But you so know. Why is and, it and then after novel, it's, a, it's called a Sanderson. What yeah, is, really. Oh, uh, he he finally. Do you have in the news? He he hit forty one million. He closed out, 
and then he went into Kickstarter and funded almost every literary project he could. That's across. awesome. That is awesome. That's super awesome. So. I thought you said he was going to say he went to Vegas, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so did he fund your literary project? Uh, oh, that's oops. right. You didn't get yours together. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. Right, his, his brother. I was the going to do that. His brother's the writer. I was going to do that, and I uh, needed my writing resume. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> But you know, it's kind of, it's, can you feel the venom, people? Can you feel it? In the air? It's kind of on you too. Well, dude, it's uh, can't write. I am writing resume. Uh, yeah, but you can. You had some good ideas, and I'm not even asking you to finish it. I'm just. I just uh, send me thing, what yeah. we did because All right. the way you laid it out actually was. Uh, I I mean I discovered I've done a few things that was kind of cool I've done a few things I was just like oh and Barry would just sit there what about this what about that and I'm uh, well I kind of uh, well then we why do I sound like Joe Pesci uh, <coughs> because, because you sound funny. like Joe Pesci because they fuck you in the drive through because you're funny yeah how am I funny how am I funny there you go funny looking you um, do kind of sound like Joe Pesci though <laughs> <laughs> wow oh my God I want that scene. I want that scene where Deb's like, ah, you're funny. And Pesci's like, funny how? And she's like, don't. <laughs> and he shits himself and then it's over. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. But, uh, what he's saying is Deb's scary. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Sanderson did that. That was... Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah that, was actually, that was actually very cool. So... Now let's do a little... We got, we got some email this week. So let's... Okay. let's, let's uh, You've got Let's mail. attend to mail. Uh, Dear Mostly Americans... I just listened to episode 630, and I was really surprised when Commander K said he was six foot one. I realized that never watched Ugly Couch Show and never having Facebook, I've never seen any image of you fine people. I had done the old book habit of creating the basic impression of what I thought you what? looked like. I'm short? And had never tried to correct it. Uh, that's fine with book characters, but with real people, I must admit, I felt guilty for almost a whole minute. I had pictured Andy Tallest, <laughs> followed closely by Matt, then okay. Biggs, then Torgo, then Vlarg, wow. then Jeff, and finally Commander K at about five foot six. Honestly, Vlarg's height always seemed to decrease based on how angry he was with Torgo, almost like a reverse Hulk. <laughs> Uh, that, that is scarily accurate. Fucking, that would be funny. He does kind of hunch over the angrier he gets. Yeah, really. Start out with Biggs, and he just gets... I mean, you've been around him more than any of us, Deb. Doesn't he kind of start, like, get, yeah. when he gets angry, he's like, Ooh. Yeah, he does. Well, he pegged me as the second tallest, so he's right. No, yeah. you're the third tallest, aren't yeah. you? If you include, Biggs, include Biggs is the first. Oh, that's right, Biggs. If you include yeah, but, Biggs. You know. Yeah. It goes Biggs, Kirsten, Matt. Yeah. Right. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, I'm six. You even. and Andy. Yeah, me and Andy about the same size. Yeah, then Barry, then no. me. Yeah, what? Andy's a little smaller. Than you you have to so? be taller than than six one, Kirsten, because I'm six even, and you're at least two inches taller than me. Uh, it depends on what convenience store I'm exiting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finishing out the mail. No offense was meant, and apologies are wholehearted. Keep up the amazing show. Two is one. Thank you, two is one, for writing in your confession. Um, well, there's pictures of us Minecraft. on the website. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's. Plenty. Well, he hasn't played in a while, and he's better. He better get his ba ass back on because we're doing some cool shit in Minecraft. Uh, but there are pictures of us 
on Facebook. So what? well, like on, on Facebook, but also on our website. Didn't you tag uh, yes. a lot of the pictures on the the official Geek Shock Podcast website? Yeah, GeekShockPodcast.com. Um, that face made me wonder if you have done that. No, I swear <laughs> I saw some. Yeah, there on there it. is a there is a big group picture of all of us on on GeekShockPodcast.com. There's not a ton Are we of pictures. Standing? Of us. No, it was the yeah, episode six hundred. It was the yeah. whole crew plus big sitting. Even Paul right. in that we're picture. Was you? Say, I don't think are in the picture. Uh, we need to do a. Uh, a we need to shoot. do a, a, a lineup, <laughs> like, like unusual suspects. Kind yes, of thing. exactly. When get when next time Biggs is in town, just do a by height lineup, and then we get a little standy for Andy. A emphasis on a little. A standy. A standy. A standy. Uh, a standy. Like emphasis on little because he's the Hobbit. Yeah. yeah, he's just the. And if you, you call know. him a Hobbit, what am I? Because I'm shorter than he is. Yeah, but he's dirty. <laughs> like dirty hobbit feet. Yeah, really. You're you're a gnome. A gnome. <laughs> I thought you didn't like gnomes. No, I don't like halflings. Oh, okay, I don't like okay. hobbits. Gnomes yeah, he doesn't smaller. like anyone. <laughs> thank you for yeah. writing two as one. We appreciate yes. it. Yes, thank you. And uh, next mail. Uh, hello, all. Kenton Miller here. Uh, Kenton. The, the Kenton jerk. Miller. The jerk that sent the red light green light pitch for nerd talk. Oh, that jerk. <laughs> I started driving an 18-wheeler two years ago, All right. and I'm always on the search for something to listen to while driving 10-plus hours a day across Illinois slash Indiana slash Michigan. Yikes. <laughs> wow. As you can imagine, pretty Bravo. dull drives. Uh, Geek Shock is now my preferred podcast to listen to to pass the time. Uh, when Torgo started Uh-oh. reading my pitch, I was driving through Chicago. Jackknife trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and about a minute in, after Barry had lost his mind and the man babies appeared twice, <laughs> I was in a full belly laugh. Then Torgo says, strap in, fellas. And at that point, I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe and nearly passed out. <laughs> you, you bastards tried to kill me. Oh, it's our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Little victim blaming there, I think. We almost upset interstate shipping. <laughs> <laughs> We're the reason why you can't get cheese, people. There you go. I can't eat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing your photos on the Shock Monkeys Lair on Facebook, I stand by my casting choices. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Command, okay. Commander K will always be Ildris, uh, El, Isdris, Idris Elba. Eldris Eldris Elba. I'm Eldritch Elba. I'm Eldritch. Wow. I'm, Eld- I'm Eldritch Idris. Ooh. Eldris. Eldritch. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Commander K will always, always be Idris Elba to me. And my only regret was not making more clear Tom Wilson equals Tom F. Wilson slash Biff. As an... <laughs> <laughs> As an olive branch, I have become a Kofi member at brisket taco level. I do request that Torgo print out my pitch and have you all sign it. Since Andy's out of town, dribble a few spills on the corner will suffice for his contribution. (laughs) And and have it sent to me as a treasured keepsake. All my love and laughs, Kenton Miller, Nerd Talk. Thy will be done. Uh, Can you do that? Dribble a little Guinness on there and then Matt can just like write some kind of reaction note to it and that'll be perfect. Because it was such a special pitch and so tailor-made for us, I did print out a full Nerd Talk uh, pitch sheet, which we will sign. And yes, Kenton, I will send it to you. So uh, make sure your address is in the Kofi and, and don't be surprised if the signatures are... Illegible? Yeah. Or, or angry or whatever. Oh, it's going to be angry. <laughs> There's going to be some words written on the back. 
News you don't give a shit about. Uh, no. Oh. Really? It star Bill Skarsgård has signed on to star as Eric Draven in the reboot of The Crow, a man who is killed by street violence and returns to the world of the living on a mission of revenge. Uh, FKA Twigs, who was in Honey Boy, has also been cast as Shelley Webster, Eric's fiance, whose death drives Eric back to the living. While the original film had Shelley as a minor character, Hollywood Reporter is saying that this reimagining will have the role as a co-lead. Uh, the reboot is <laughs> reboot <laughs> must be an hour and a half in. It is the reboot will also now be directed by Rupert Sanders, who did Ghost in the Shell and who takes over following a list of would-be directors in the wake of a decade of false starts for the troubled project. Skarsgård joins a lengthy list of actors who have signed on to star in the reboot, a a list that includes everyone from Luke Evans to Jason Momoa, across various attempts to get it back back off the ground. Hollywood has been trying to bring the franchise back for more than a decade. The project is reportedly already in pre-production and on the way to a June shooting start. The project will film in Munich and Prague with a solid but modest budget of around $50 million. The 1994 original remains a cult classic, though previous attempts to keep the franchise going have been less well-received. The 96 sequel, Crow City of Angels, starring Vincent Perez. Uh, uh, There was the short-lived TV adaptation starring uh, Mark DeCascos. Uh, that was followed by 2000's Crow Salvation with Eric Mabius as Draven. Uh, then 2005's The Crow Wicked Prayer starring Edward Furlong. It's what, been, was that a thing? That was a thing. Wow. Uh, the franchise has been dormant for the past 17 years. Which Skarsgård is this? He's the one of the younger it, brothers. The one that played uh, Pennywise the Clown. In oh, it. him. The crazy eye. Uh, I can see that. I, I can see this casting. Yeah. I saw the Furlong one because it was on late night. I was having insomnia, and I'm like, this just looks so horrible. I have to see what this is all about. And your th- Oh, thoughts? my God. It, it's so goddamn terrible. I mean, Furlong is overacting to the extreme. It's like it's cringeworthy, the performance. I mean, he's scene chewing like nobody's business. Um, I don't remember much about the supporting cast, but, yeah, it just, <laughs> it's one of those, like, how does shit like this get made? I mean, seriously. How's uh, the production value? Is it like direct to DVD? Yeah, direct yeah. to direct to video. Yeah. Direct to the five cent. Bin. It was still in the VHS days, right? When that, no, no, uh, it's no, it two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was DVD. Yeah, yeah. wow. Direct to DVD st- quality. Yeah, Ugh. if you want to say quality, but direct to DVD. Guardians Guardi- of the Universe. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Guardians of Justice or whatever. Justice. Justice. Universe. I think yeah. that I think has a higher production value than this. Wow. Wow. But uh, yeah, no, it's Shit it's god awful. So yeah, I. Why? Why do they need to... I mean... The original story of The Crow is such a simplistic thing. It's yeah. one of the reasons why it works so well. It's a simple man dies, comes back to life, takes revenge. It's... And I gotta say, as I've gotten older, I, I still like the film, but I remember the amount of people that were obsessed with it. I never got that. Well, as, as older as I've gotten, I'm like, I don't get it. I mean, it's a decent film. It's well, a good film. It don't the get 90s, me wrong. Right? It, was, it, was it was super... The 90s. It, Embody and the nineties. For those of us Music. who were in high school at any point in the nineties, goth mm. was big. It was Huge. one of the reasons why I had black lipstick and led my girlfriend around a fair in a collar. There you go. Yeah. It, it, God, the, I want a picture of the that. The crow is part of that. Right. <laughs> Goth was big. Um, the music, the soundtrack was great. Yes, you know, it was. soundtrack was great. Uh, the the comic 
was a, a little indie cult thing beforehand. Right. Yeah. And of course, what happened to Brandon? Yeah. So just that all everything made a, hit. That, yeah. yeah, it was all a big impact. I, I think what so. I'm trying to say, though, it's not a movie that I readily go, ooh, I need to watch that again. It's right. kind of like, a, I've seen it. I enjoyed it. Well, not something I would rewatch. You just need a little more time of Todd leading you around on a leash. Yeah, and you'll, and you'll be all for it, Jeff. And then, yeah, you'll be like, I, I understand we, this now. We don't live together anymore, Kirsten. Well, that, that, obviously. You could do it to Barry. Oh, oh let, Wait, me, let, me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me take him to the San Gennaro Italian Festival and lead him around in a collar. <laughs> dressed up in, both of them. Both of us, yeah, both of us dressed up goth. Do I get Zeppeli? Oh, you got I, will, it. I will definitely get you Zeppelin. You have if you'll to let do, do like okay. the the super dark tears, like all the way down your face with mascara. Yes. 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 Wow. In he a, looks like he's thinking in about a it. vinyl dress. Yeah, in a full. No, it's optional, full but preferable. Body suit yeah, you got to go vinyl. A gimp costume. <laughs> not a gimp costume. Yeah. It's, it's not an S and M thing. It's a goth thing. I'm just saying. So not latex because they didn't really do. A they lot did of, latex. They did some, but. <laughs> And let's face it, latex in the summer in Vegas is an awful idea. Oh, yes, I <laughs> think it's a great idea. <laughs> Send that out as a Kofi member's gift. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. well worn, like, we'll, we'll, we'll be, tier we'll, seven. We'll go easy on everybody. It's just a one For a $100,000 donation. <laughs> yes. Barry will dress up in vinyl oh, wow. in the height of summer. With, was, the, with the uh, collar. A collar on. And, and go to the Italian Toro. festival. Yeah. Go to the Italian festival. And like around get by all over myself. I was actually going to say 500 no, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Better add a few that's, zeros to that. They say, Kirsten, that's too easily achievable. We want I, we want the big bucks for no, this. Uh, listen, so I Matt would pay for that. Listen, I'll, I'll make I I will make this official. I will lead Barry around this for seven dollars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> News don't give a shit about uh, Pluto TV is offering an entire channel devoted to Stargate. Uh, from the 1994 Roland Emmerich film to the three spin-off TV series, all of it streaming for 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, the specific lineup includes all the movies, Stargate Continuum, Stargate The Arc of Truth, as well as seasons one through five of SG-1, uh, two seasons of Atlantis, all seasons of Universe. That's one of them, right? While IMDb continues to purport that Emmerich is attached to direct a new Stargate movie, one that was intended to kick off a rebooted trilogy, the filmmaker shot down the rumor during an interview with uh, Space.com back in February. Quote, it won't happen, he said plainly, continuing, it won't happen because I thought that the people who watch the TV show are the main fans, and to make a movie after 25 years which has the same characters is not possible, right? So I decided not to do it. But I hope that somebody's redoing Stargate and it starts a real series of movies, unquote. Why is this the news you don't give a shit about? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I kind of give a shit about this too, but how would you make a, a channel that played it 24-7 and not run out of fresh material in it's like just, a it, couple weeks? Well, they have... SG-1 had over 200 episodes. They did the full like 24 episodes a season. And you had... SG-1, Atlantis, and Universe, not to mention the two movies that were spun off of SG-1. So you've got wonder, content. And eventually you hours. eventually you rotate anyway. Yeah. And then you have the talk shows about it. and and it, Which is the big thing now. I don't really like yeah. that. Well, and, and Dollars to donuts, this will eventually morph into something else. I'm surprised they never had Star Trek, the channel. They do. They could do... 
Pluto. All of that. Pluto has a, like a Paramount channel. It's like a CBS slash Paramount channel, and they do play Star Trek at several points during the day. So I have to say, as far as like your free streamers go, Pluto TV is actually not bad. It's on. A, it's available on multiple platforms. There's no charge, but it does run like live television, like over the air television. So. So there's commercials. There, there are commercials, well, and you do have to actually watch it as it airs. You don't get the opportunity to restart something if you catch it halfway through. So uh, that is the one downside to the platform. But as far as like a time killer, let's say you're in the airport or something, uh, there's nothing that you want to stream that you want you don't want to get too involved in while you're waiting to board your flight or something. Pluto actually works really well because you can come across some, oh, I know this episode and and watch it. And there's actually quite a bit of content on it considering that it is a free platform. Uh, and I'm talking like like name content. Like, I mean, we already mentioned Stargate, Star Trek. Um, I have seen a bunch of other TV series on there who I, right off the top of my head I'm blanking out on because... It's been a little while, but um, they've well, even start, started. They've even started integrating it in like to uh, Google TV. Uh, so if you have a smart TV, a lot of times it's built right in, or it's a free uh, automatic download, and you can just literally start watching mm. TV. So a lot of people have canceled over the air just to, like they don't need the antenna; they just start watching that. It it seems like Stargate is one of the few things you can actually do that now. Yeah. They're, uh, they're not going to do a Star Trek channel because they've got Paramount Plus and Star Trek is a part of that. You know, Star Wars, it's the same Disney, thing with Disney. Yeah. It's it's like the, the franchises where you could actually, because Star Cause Wars. tons of content, yeah. You've got tons of Star Wars stuff. And, and Star Trek channel. Star Trek is probably the hugest thing yeah, yeah. It is. ever. So much content. But, you know, they've already... they got to bundle it with all their other garbage Exactly. Shows. So <laughs> Stargate is one of the few that's left, you know. And I, I actually they, should correct myself. They do have some on-demand content. I, I should correct that. They do uh, have some, like they have some, some free movies in there that, right. you know, you have to watch an ad every like, you know, 30 minutes or so. So, but, you know, it's a small price to pay for something that's that free. I would pay for an all Star Trek channel that I would have to watch some ads on every so often. You know, I would do that because I watch TV while I'm working. You and can nice do that. You can get Paramount Plus. No, 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 no. <laughs> Paramount Plus is good for the few shows that we watch on it. And has Star Trek. All of the Star Trek. All, all, of, it. all of it. Yes. But, <laughs> wait, they have... Literally all of it. Yes. Animated series, whatever you want. Yes. They uh, got it all, they, baby. I did, but then I got to poke at it to, to get it to go. Yes. I just want you to just turn want on to the turn Star on Trek channel. And, and What's on? Animated series? Fine. So Enterprise? Be, Fine. You want it to be Voyager? like 1998, and you can just turn the TV on and let it run. I want to see Star Trek. Go. What I really want is the Ready Player One, where you could make your own channel and build your own uh, broadcast and it'll, it'll so like yeah, Spotify it for TV <laughs> kind of yeah Spotify for TV where's that yeah there you go copyright uh, we, just, yeah, we just Paramount we just made that up plus Disney plus create the the uh, shuffle function but it's Based with a tag what, yeah Star Trek they have a random button don't they on Netflix That's but it's much just want, totally right? random now you, you listen I don't listen no. I just comment it, it, it's it's uh <laughs> Like Star Trek yeah, Shuffle. And then it just sits there 
and while the whole app is running, it just throws up oh, random no, no, no. Star Trek. I, I straight up want like Spotify where I could pick individual songs. Individual episodes can play. Playlists. Because I don't ever want to see certain episodes of The Next Generation again. Most of the fees in season one and that one, that, that clip episode that they did. No. Everything else? Cool. God. Now I understand why Todd was being a jerk. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah. You just don't give a shit about. Coca-Cola has announced a new video game inspired flavor called Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. That's B-Y-T-E. And it's supposed to taste like pixels. So what exactly do people know what that tastes like? So what's pixels taste like? The company says, quote, it makes the intangible taste of pixel tangible, featuring bright elements up front and a refreshing finish, unquote. So something metallic. (laughs) Like licking a computer, a plug. Coke debuted Bite in a Fortnite video game in late March. It's only change in your mouth. Coke will also be using pixelated <laughs> labels on Bite products to give gamers phone access to an augmented reality game. Uh, last month, the company announced its limited edition flavor, Coca-Cola Starlight, the flavor of which was inspired by space, quote-unquote, and revealed that space apparently tastes like cotton candy. So if you want to try this new Bite flavor, you will be able to order it online... Starting May 2nd, while supplies last, available only in two packs and cost you $15. So really what they should have done is made it the sweetest thing possible for a beverage because a lot of gamers and stuff eat a lot of sugar. I got the Starlight, and I don't think it tastes like cotton candy at all. In fact, I have a bottle in the refrigerator if we want to do a... What's going uh, in our mouth? What's going in our mouth? And we got cotton candy. You know, yeah, we got pickle cotton candy. It's perfect, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. let's mix the two together. Let's do it. Starlight but Coke I, and, and pickle cotton candy. I actually kind of liked the Starlight flavor. I, you know, they had two for four dollars at like Walgreens, so I grabbed a couple. You know bottles. why? There's you, a limit on the times you're going to hear me say this, but whip it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> shots. We'll do shots of Starlight. Doesn't space smell like? Burnt steak. Burnt, yeah. yeah. That's what, they, that's what he said. Yeah, there's that's what they a say. few different descriptions from Burning some ozone, of the astronauts. Right? Like ozone. There's an astronaut who just, it smells like burnt steak. Smells like feet wrapped in burnt <laughs> bacon. What? It's <laughs> a o- robot chicken. Yeah. Actually, they're just smelling recycled whatever. They don't actually smell any space. <gasps> oh, shit. Nobody Come on. hear you, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And you know this is what they happened. They're, they're making flavors, and then they're going, what's this taste like? I don't know. T- kind of tastes like this, but kind of tastes like that, but not enough to call it this or that. Right. Um, what do they call so, Lucas's so, children? So, like, name this. So, Starlight. Yeah, it's so they're just now just giving it names that mean nothing. Sip this. Bite. Okay. With a Y. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Plethora. Barry, change that marketing uh, picture. Mm-hmm. So, so you're right. Coke Starlight, to me, tastes like they took Coke and mashed it together with some birthday cake flavoring. And see, I was getting like a hint of like a berry flavor, but like a like a berry? raspberry or I don't even want to know what berry with an e. He didn't whip it out when he was oh. asked, so I don't see why it would. Barry B A R R E. No dumbass. <laughs> You'd be surprised though how many people spell his name with an E instead of an A. B A R R I E. No, you forgot the Y. B Y R R E. I don't know why. Byry. Because we don't like him. Oh. Yep. So anyway, what does Barry taste like? <laughs> Bitter old socks. <laughs> I like how he socks. he didn't even really try to think. It just kind of rolled just right, right out. there. <laughs> 
When you live with somebody that long, you just kind of know after a while. What 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 does Torgo taste like? Please. Well, oh <laughs> shit! It's got to think of starlight. Yeah. It tastes like starlight. <laughs> like pure joy. <laughs> Cotton candy burned on a space station. <laughs> I got nothing. It's been three years. I haven't lived with them in three years. Wow. I'm How a, quickly they forget. I'm a forgettable flavor. I. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Two is one. Yeah. Two is one. I want to hear what our flavors are. Oh, no. no don't, what, what, don't flavor, do what flavor comes up when but you hear our you, voices? You, you, we're going to take the easy one. Ooh, like Kirsten, that. what does Matt taste like? Uh, poutine? There you go. Okay. Not maple syrup. No maple syrup. Too I was easy. Maple syrup. Well, I was gonna. Easy. I was gonna say burnt Canadian bacon. White. He tastes like white vinegar. <laughs> Canadian <laughs> bacon and mushroom. <laughs> this guy pierogies oh. and onions. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah, Polish joke. And maybe like a garlic thrown in there. A little bit of garlic. <laughs> Just a garlic. A garlic. A garlic. Wow. And a little <laughs> bit of garlic thrown and, in there. And a lot of salt. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. No. No he's, cinnamon he's in there salty. at all. No. Man. He is a little salty. Salt, garlic, onions, pierogi. <laughs> salt, garlic, <laughs> onions, and pierogi. Wow. Sounds good to me, frankly. <laughs> Jeez. Do I? Do I dare ask? Sugar, spice, and fucking razor blades. I knew you were going to ask. I prepped that in my head. <laughs> we could geek. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Ron Howard and Brian Grazer Yay. have paired Imagine Entertainment and Disney original documentary to produce a new film about the life and career of Muppets creator Jim Henson. The untitled project, which Howard will direct, is being billed as the definitive portrait of Henson and will be made with the full cooperation of the Jim Henson family and the Jim Henson Company. The cooperation will include what sounds like unprecedented access to the company's archives for an inside look at Henson's creative process over the years of work on everything from The Muppet Show to Labyrinth, as well as rare home movies from Henson's family. After beginning his career with a short-form comedy and commercial work, Henson's breakthrough came in 1969 when he began working on Sesame Street, designing Muppets for the series. Then came The Muppet Show. Over the course of two decades, Henson's Muppets were everywhere in American pop culture, fostering Henson's dream of all-ages entertainment that could capture children as much as adults. He died in 1990 at the age of 53 and remains a tremendously influential voice in children's and family entertainment. Though Howard and his producing partner, Grazer, are best known for their scripted feature films like Apollo 13, A Beautiful Mind, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and much more, Howard has also proven himself an accomplished documentarian. Documentarianism. His recent documentary work includes the films The Beatles, Eight Days a Week, Pavarotti, and the upcoming We Feed People about Chef Jose Andres and his World Central Kitchen project. The Henson documentary does not yet have a release date. That's cool. I'm yeah. uh, I'm fascinated. I want to see that. Uh, when I read his biography, or listened to it, actually, in this case, uh, there was a fascinating time uh, before Sesame Street and post his commercials, his coffee commercials and whatnot, 
where he was making these really bizarre experimental short films and they were making it onto television on this experimental TV movie program. And the, the stuff that he was getting into, I mean, at one point he was uh, had a, a, uh, a club okay. where he would make visuals for the club on the wall. That was a short-lived thing. But yeah, Henson actually owned a dance club for a while in the 60s. Wow. No way. Yeah, it's, he's a, an interesting creative figure. And if you look at the early Sesame Street stuff, part of his contract was yeah. that he would he was allowed to make little experimental short films for children. And uh, you see a lot of that in the early Sesame Street stuff. Yeah, it was like a, an obsession because he wanted to learn how to direct because he had ambition to direct a movie, and that's kind of but what... But that's just it. By that time, to... he had already directed multiple films, all of them experimental. Uh, but, right, but, but I meant all like... of them, all, not all of them, but most of them... Uh, aired, but he wanted to. Uh, my understanding was he wanted to direct a feature-length theatrical release, so he, he was trying to do that. And then, of course, uh, Muppets movie came out. But if I remember, he didn't actually direct that, did he? I don't think now so. I can't remember. But uh, no, his uh, his story is fascinating. Although that also reminds me that I really miss the Muppet Vision 3D that they had at California Adventure. That's still available in Disney World, right? Puppets it's Avenger? been shut down for all a while. All of it has. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I didn't realize it was uh, all Well, gone. the one at Disney World, I think they removed because that's part of where Galaxy's Edge is. Ah, uh, okay. If I remember correctly. We saw that, and it was kind of, eh. I yeah. like Muppet Adventure 3D. That's good. Eh. Yeah, it was uh, It was sad to see it go. Like, uh, when we went to Disney World, that was the last time I got to see it, because I remember when I got back, they had, they had already closed down the one in, in uh, California. So. Well, thanks to YouTube, we will always have it. That's true, but it was such a fun, fun, enjoyable experience. Well, I feel like that with Captain Neo, but ah, yes. you're love I did Neo. get to see that. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, when I went, they had back behind, uh, it was a weird theater back behind uh, Space Mountain. Yeah. It's not a weird theater. I mean, that's the Captain EO theater. They built it for Captain EO. But, well, Darren it was me, weird. No, Darren told me that wasn't the original Captain EO theater, that this was like something that they had done. I mean, he he would be able to tell you, but when we sat in, of course, he had the, the rocking back and forth seats, but that was, I was told that was not the original theater that they had built, but this was a, a, sec, a secondary theater that had been built for something else, but then they did the re-release of Captain EO, because it hadn't been in Disneyland for like, 15 or 20 years at that point and they they did like a limited re-release well it wasn't that long so captain neo was there um it finished its run when i was in high school and i remember okay. because i had annual passes then mm-hmm. and so my friends and i we went all the time right like, we got to the point where we did every you could we knew every dance move everything the whole thing loved captain neo did you like rocky horror that shit kind of oh, but um as much as you can at disneyland before they you <laughs> yeah, know get mad they at you, you out. <laughs> um but so that was 97, 98. Okay. Um, and then I remember seeing it, the limited re-release with my sisters, one of our sister trips. So that was like 2019, 2018, something like that. It had to be, yes, uh, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that so span. So I guess that was about 20 years. Um, yeah, I looked it up, Jeff. John Bean Hastings directed the Muppet movie. You just got to work him in, don't you? <laughs> you just got to work what? him in. What do you mean? Am I wrong? Stop playing to his ego. Oh, shit. <laughs> James Frawley. 
James Frawley, is the, whoever that was. Gotcha. It's not a show unless we mistakenly name check John Bean Hastings. Yeah. The uh, the next story is a fascinating one. Uh, I'm very surprised by it. Nine years after the release of director Josh Trank's found footage sci-fi thriller Chronicle, 20th Century Studios is developing a sequel. The news was confirmed by producer John Davis during an interview with Forbes. Quote, we're working on Chronicle 2 right now. It's going to give us a chance to tell a story in a different way. We're going to tell it from the female point of view. It will have been 10 years since the events happened in Seattle, and a lot of it's going to deal with fake news and real news and cover-ups. More interestingly, it's the next generation getting these powers that are corruptive. These are young women just finishing college. They are empowered, and this is their journey, Davis continued. Chronicle was literally the best return on investment of any movies we ever made. Chronicle we did for $12 million, and it grossed for $126.64 million worldwide. Yeah. And it had a huge afterlife in syndication. It's one of the most financially successful movies in my stable, unquote. The original film starred, uh, starred Dane DeHaan, Michael B. Jordan, and Alex Russell. And the story followed Andrew, a socially awkward introverted teen whose main form of escape and expression is a video camera. Things start to change when Andrew, his cousin Matt, and popular classmate Steve discover a mysterious substance that leaves them with incredible powers. As their abilities become more powerful, the teens' lives spin out of control when their darker sides begin to emerge. Uh, I really enjoyed Chronicle. So yeah. did I. I mean, it's it's what put Josh Trank basically on the map. Sure, it gave us an awful Fantastic Four movie, but I still would have loved to see his original vision. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Fantastic Four is all his fault, though. Yeah, it but, isn't. Uh, at Chronicle, I really enjoyed. Now, did I don't know why I always associate uh, Project Almanac and Chronicle, other mm. than that they're shot the same style. Was he involved in that? Do you Project Almanac? I don't believe so. Because but I don't know for sure. Those were two films that I really enjoyed. That I what was just was like not. What was uh, it's with the time travel. The I kid, the kid develops time travel in his basement, and then realizes that after they keep doing these time jumps, that he has to go back and stop himself from creating this thing I don't to think I ever reset. Saw that. I think we did actually. Did we? It's yeah. it's really good. If you if you yeah. don't remember it, watch it because. Uh, it means I just didn't devote headspace to it. So, gotcha. Todd, is Trank involved? I believe he is, but oh, I'm okay. but I'm not positive. I mean, he needs work. It's yeah. Uh, the The worst thing that happened from Fantastic Four was not the movie. It was Trank's reaction afterwards and his fight with the studios, and he burned a lot of bridges post that film. So it's a. Uh, so yeah, he he needs the work. <laughs> yeah, I never understood why the, that film didn't get a sequel almost immediately. Well, because I mean, to be honest, a lot of this stuff has just become more mainstream, popular yeah. in the last ten years, maybe eight years. There's a so bunch of like, films like it that came out like though. right before most studios have been like, sure, let's do it. You know what I mean? Can someone explain why Bright never got a sequel? Uh, I don't know if it did well enough to do a get a sequel. I mean, it did okay. And it was a good movie, but I don't know remind, if it, Sorry, remind me which one that one is. Well, well, there's a problem with it now, but it's, <laughs> it, it was the oh, Netflix they Will are doing, Smith. They are doing a sequel. What? Yeah, yeah they yeah. are. Yeah, that's what I thought it was when you said is that, and I was like, Will no, Smith? they're doing a sequel. Oh, right? you know yeah. what? I, I, everything's on hold. Oh, yeah, boy. everything's on hold yeah, right now. My, it was my mistake. I was thinking Brightburn when you said Bright. Nah. <laughs> no, not Brightburn. Josh Trank directed Tom Hardy in Capone in 2020. There we go. I still haven't watched that yet. 
Oh, it's same. been uh, it's been in my queue for a while. That's the one where he's in Florida, right? Capone in Florida. Yeah, he's retired. I don't. Or I don't. I don't he is retired. retired. Older. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Is that like a fantasy thing? No. Yeah, and everyone wears chaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's it's like an Assless. alien aliens uh, coming of age story. He's playing up that he has Alzheimer's, and but he doesn't really. Yeah, I know, I know what you're hearing. Oh my! They're, try, they're trying to they're trying to um, arrest him, and he's playing up the. I don't remember mental, what happened. To oh, thing. mentally, yeah. After his 11 year sentence at Atlanta Penitentiary, and he suffers from neurosyphilis and dementia while living in Florida. Oh, Kyle McLaughlin, Matt Dillon. My yeah, that's goodness. part of the reason I added it to my queue. I was like, oh, I like the cast. Oh, nice poster. It's a very tranky poster. It's Capone with his head kind of mm. coming apart. Eh. All right. More uh, tranky body horror. And what's your body horror? Write to us. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. <laughs> and I want to thank all Kofi members. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It's a... We, frankly at this point can't do without you so we we love love you and i especially want to thank our tier four members king vol deb t david farrar uh, buck fest and haggis tier five members leon mitt jeff harris jake godbold ozzy matt mad martin and glumly and uh stay tuned all kofi members because we'll be putting up a new episode of super fight very very soon so be on the lookout for that and until next week i am master torgo 80s Jeff. Eldritch K. Maple Leaf Matt. Flark. And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. So so what's Jeff's flavor? What's Jeff's flavor? Uh, Twinkie dipped in salt. Twinkie dipped in salt. <laughs> Probably one of those holiday Twinkies with weird flavor. I would say more too. like Kansas City barbecue. With... Ew, flavored Twinkie? Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's get it right. Kansas City barbecue flavored peep. <laughs> mm. That's go. revolting. Gross. <laughs> anyway, it's, these hats are like 12 bucks. It's the now. Deb show. It's like, we're not about to do a podcast. And these guys. That's right. Yes. You know what? Yeah. If it's gonna be, then we get to talk about the things that Deb loves. Oh uh, no, Bridgerton! Oh, oh Bridgerton! My god. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> no one can hear what you just said. Whatever. Because the mic's right the there mic's on the table. There. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Pick it up. Wow! There Whoa! You go. Wow! <laughs> you know she's gonna your text opinion? your wife, and then you're gonna get beat when you get home. <laughs> yeah. You well, know how this works, right? You see, <laughs> I gotta ask myself: Is it worth it getting her mad to beat up Barry? Uh-huh. And then I gotta. And then you have to to face the wife when you get home. Is but it, then it, I will, is, then it, I will is say, it worth it at that? Then point? Then I will say to her, "Listen, Barry got beat up." And she'll be like, "Yes." But you'll still well, get you'll still get your beat. No, the next time, don't go through that. It's like a fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah. It's a fifty-fifty. Or you could preempt. See, when Barry gets hit, everyone wins. You just be like Paulette. That's right. I'm about to like call that. Deb a. <laughs> send yikes I, have, I would never do that <laughs> again but the British version so it's acceptable yeah not the unacceptable the Australian United States you mean, version you mean the Australian yeah the British is no the British they don't it's Australian you're mixing yeah, the it the British up. use it yeah not as much as the Austra- the Aussies well it's no like, nobody uses it much as the Aussies they start me Ah, he's marking it down. Hey, say it. (laughs) There's just going to be a series of beep. What was that, Jeff? I can't believe you said beep. Beep.